This week's episode of the Infos Podcast is brought to you by Comixology.com. Are you in desperate need of a superhero fix? We can help you out. Go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and you can get access to Comixology Unlimited free for 30 days. And you can get access to Batman and Wonder Woman and Black Widow and Spider-Man and all these great comic book movies that are supposed to be coming out that have been pushed back. So go to infamouspodcast.com slash comiXology and start your free 30-day trial to Comixology Unlimited today. Hey, welcome back to the Infos Podcast. This is Brian. And this is Daryl. And Daryl, did you know that movie theaters are now an endangered species? Yes, they really are. <laughs> All right. So, hey, how you doing this week, bud? Not too bad. It's uh, fr- it's Friday, Junior. Friday, so. Junior? <laughs> yeah. Are you off? Are you off t- tomorrow? No, oh, I no. have a couple meetings. But, yeah. You know, it's funny when I, when, when you said the extinct thing, for whatever reason, I got, um, what's his name, from Jurassic Park in my head. <laughs> uh, um, Dr. Grant? Sam yeah, Neill? Yeah, Dr. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Sam O'Neill, yeah. I, he popped in my head for some reason. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. All right. So this week we are going to talk about Invincible. We, uh, the trailer literally dropped like minutes before we went on air. Um, and then the expand season five trailer literally dropped minutes after that. Um, and then we've got some Spider-Man three news, uh, some movie delays, and then we're going to get, we're going to talk about movie, movie theaters again and, and some of the stuff that's, that's going on, um, with the theaters and that isn't fun um for for anyone not and, at all and then we'll close out with uh the penultimate episode of the boys the boys the boys the boys like the bears but the boys yeah um <laughs> all right so we got a minute and 20 second um trailer of invincible and yeah, it- Pardon my French, but it was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it's funny watching that really. I think I'm going to have to go back and reread the Invincible, the whole comic now. Yeah. Series now. Well, I mean, it's 144 it's issues of just gold. Like, I know people are, are really into The Walking Dead. Um, Invincible is Robert Kirkman's shining achievement in, in the field of comic book writing. I 100% agree. Because, you know, I, again, I never finished The Walking Dead. I think I got, when I stopped reading it, I was 70 or 80 issues in. And it and again, it, it was good stuff, but it, it it did not have that that impact of Invincible had on me. Yep. Just from, you know, being a superhero fan, but it was more than that. It was, you know, just telling the story about this, you know, no kid who idolized the one take after his dad, and you know, you know what they say, you know, never meet your heroes. <laughs> right, right. And uh, it's just such a well done story. Like, all yeah, throughout. absolutely. So the trailer, the teaser, really, it's not even trailer. The teaser, <clears throat> the animation is really good. It, it yes. is. Yep. It's so close to Otley and um, Otley's work that I, I, I was, I'm very, very pleased. And then. um you know, J. Jonah Jameson as the voice of Omni Man, uh, 
is awesome and fits 100%. And then Steve Yoon, speaking of The Walking Dead, Glenn, as the voice of Mark, 100% fits. <clears throat> right. Although, in the woke world we live in, is he allowed to voice a white character? Can someone tell me? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve, you've taken over. No, I'm kidding. I'm 100% kidding. I'm not even going to say that. Um, yeah, wasn't he um, Keith's voice in Voltron? He was Keith's voice in Voltron, who Keith is my favorite character in both Voltron series. And then he's Avatar 1 in The Legend of Korra, Season 2. Um, Avatar 1 was the original Avatar, and he's amazing. Okay. Um, his voice, like he's just really good. I I still want to see that movie he did with um the girl from the babysitter, uh where everybody in the office building goes crazy. It's some Are you horror movie. About, um, the the what was it called? It just I, came looking... out this year. Yeah. So okay, I, I'm looking him up right now just for my own. But uh it, it just like he looks like a badass he's like totally like killing people with like a two by four with a nail through it or something <clears throat> but um and then the the chick from the babysitter uh who is um v or e whatever the 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 babysitter she's in it and she's like kind of a badass too so um okay. so so yeah he also played he's also one of the main characters in the, um the troll hunters that whole yeah. series yeah 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 so um I think he took over for Anton Yelchin after he died. Well, like, no, he for... was the voice of. Well, his character may have. Okay. I wonder because I haven't watched the last the two series. There's, um, and he was he played the bully Steve who ended up being on the side of good. Oh, okay. But so I'm not sure where it, where it's gone since then. Though. I I was like so into the like the Voltron vein of things of like they just put out like eight to ten episodes every like six months. When they dropped 27 episodes of Troll Hunters, I just couldn't even. <laughs> it was like, it's like, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm not. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch this much right now. And I'm never going to come back to it if I leave it. And, you know, I think I got through 13 episodes and never went back. But I really liked it. Um, I thought it was really good. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, Invincible. It, it, it looks great. We got to see uh, Kill Cannon. We got to see the um, the aliens from the other dimension where the, the their name is totally slipping my head right now. And then at the end we got to see Monster Girl. Yeah. Which I, and like looked awesome. I love that transformation. Yep. Yep. So, uh I'm excited to see how Robot looks um in his early uniform. I'm excited to see how they do uh Adam Eve. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, and then I really want to see how they do the Guardians of the Globe. Uh, and, and, you know, spoilers, they're not going to be around for very long. But I'm really interested to see their character design in motion. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I just really want to see that. Um, all right. So let's move on to The Expanse uh, Season 5. So you sent this. You sent this to me. Uh through through Instagram and I watched it on reels and I was like why am I watching this on my phone <laughs> it's like why, why, why am I like you know I mean I have like whatever the 10s max so it's not like it's a small I mean it's still a small screen but it's not like it's the smallest phone screen ever and so I was like sitting at my desk and I was like you know I've got this new 5k monitor on my iMac why not watch it in in, in the glory that it's supposed to be and oh my god like this looks so close to book six. Um, 
I can't even wait. Yeah, plus a little bit of the churn thrown in. Yeah, so I I uh, the short stories are better than the books. I really. I really do. I, I still have to finish the last short story that came out. Was it la- at the end of the last year or the beginning of this yeah, year? Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, like I, I know that might be kind of a hot take for for our fellow uh, Leviathan Wakes Expanse fans, friends. Um, but I, I actually like the short stories a little bit better. You, you know, I, this is one of those, and uh, you know, people talk about a lot of times how you know the source material is always better and this that and the other and again don't get me wrong i do enjoy the books i enjoy the books a lot um that was i actually started reading the books before i started again i was like three maybe four like three books in maybe i, don't, I can't remember before the expanse came out so i was right you know that was before i even heard of the expanse the tv show so i really enjoy the books but there's something about the show itself that to me, it's like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really enjoyed the Lord of the Rings book, but the movies to me, like took everything good about the book and polished it off and made it something that sure. just, just something great. And and again, it's, it's not, I'm not, you know, trying to rip on the source material because the source material is great, but I just think this is one of those examples of they've actually found a way to use that source material and make it better. I think the changes that they made were necessary uh, mm-hmm. for the expanse, and I think they cleaned it up a lot. And you know, there's in a book you you have the luxury of having seventy characters. On a TV right. show, if you have thirteen, it's too many. Um, yep. and, and so they they've done a really good job, like amalgamizing characters, like multiple characters into one. Um, I think drummer is the perfect Drummers example of that. Exactly. Um, Cause she's like three, she's three or four different characters from the book at this point. Um, but yeah, it, it looks amazing. I can't wait to see what that asteroid does. Um, no super spoilers. Uh, I unfortunately was not like you. I started the show first and then got in. I did the audiobooks, but then did the books. Um, but I did, I, I mean, I busted through the books and, four weeks <laughs> did you uh were you able to I, I think you did you caught up with the books before the end of last yes season, didn't you? Uh, yeah okay. yeah so yeah. before before the um so before the end of season three i caught up with the books i believe okay, okay. so um yeah and and you know i like i like it i like the changes i like the changes that they made in season four of uh of the expanse no no i got i finished at the end of season three so i got through the first three seasons um and then I read the books in between three and four. Um, okay. But I love the changes that they made. Uh, they had to. They they couldn't do. I mean, there's some of the things that they just couldn't possibly do. Like the scene in the book where the um, proto molecule, um, you know, machine monsters are, are crawling all over the walls. Like they couldn't have done that on an Amazon budget. No. So and, I don't. I'm curious again. what Amazon's going to do when this one's done. Because. You know, they, it did really well for them when it was licensed from sci-fi as far as streaming goes. Because that's how I w- always watched it. But now that it's Amazon original, I mean, it's one of their flagship shows. And they, oh, put, yeah. a, they put a lot of love into it. And I appreciate that. So, 
Oh yeah, and you could tell the difference when it went to from when it went to sci-fi. And again, I sci-fi have you have to thank sci-fi because mm-hmm. sci-fi took a chance on this show and got it got it in people's you know in front of people. And Amazon saw when sci-fi said, "Hey, just budgetarily, it's just doesn't make sense," or whatever. I'm assuming that's the reason. Uh, yeah, you could definitely tell the difference when you know the budgetary difference and you know what they were able to do. Obviously well, on Amazon. I mean, sci-fi put a lot into it, and I mean, oh, it, it looks it yeah. looks every bit as good as Battlestar Galactica from the from the special effects. Um, and yeah. I thought that Battlestar Galactica looked awesome, and you know, it, it, it's just it's it looks so good, and and I, I'm so excited to see all of them coming back and the way the story's going. And I hope they follow. I hope they follow the path of the books with the time jump that happens at one point. And, and, That's what and I'm the really things that change, about. because I, I think, you know, I think Holden, Holden, Holden's character will change from the arc in the book. I, I have a feeling. Um, yeah. I, but I, we'll see. I'm really curious how they do the time jumps, yeah. like the, the time jumps we, we start seeing in the books, because th- those are kind of important in the sense of letting everything develop and play out in the mm-hmm. background that right. we don't necessarily see until it comes on well, in the books that it comes onto the page. So I, I'll be curious to see how they handle those. Yep. No, I, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, cause there, there's things that happen that are, are really, really, really different. But, um, you know, Steve Strait is the heart and soul of that show. And, you know, he, <clears throat> He he needs to be in every scene, like to be a hundred percent honest. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, cool. So moving on again, uh, Spider-Man three news. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the MCU. I <laughs> I honestly have no idea. So the Hollywood Reporter reported uh, today. Is today the eighth? Yeah, today. Uh, Benedict Cumbercrack joins <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch joins Spider-Man three as Doctor Strange, and he's gonna play. He's taking over the mentor role from Tony, which I'm I am absolutely fine with him being in the movie. And I love Cumberbatch. I love Doctor Strange, but I don't. But as Spider-Man's mentor, so I, I, okay I, again. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna in defense of of slippery slippery poo doodle batch, um, <laughs> Doctor Strange and Spider Man actually have a relationship in the comics. Yeah, oh no, I know. You that. know, they're yeah. both they're both right. New Yorkers. They're you know, so they're they're both uh, underappreciated for for what they do for not only New York but the planet. Um, but I, the thing where I'm I'm getting confused is is apparently this is there's a trilogy that's going to happen here and it's a multiverse trilogy and it's going to start with WandaVision it's going to go to Spider-Man 3 and then it's going to end in the multiverse of madness in Doctor Strange like so um so the den of nerds guy um Josh I think his name is was talking today about that there's conjecture. This is how they're going to bring Miles Morales in. They're going to do the Ultimates way, and he'll become 
the Spider-Man and like the Tobey Maguire or the like Miles will be the Spider-Man and the Tobey Maguire or the probably the Andrew Garfield timeline. And they'll kill they'll kill Peter um, like like happened in the Ultimates. And then Sony can have Miles and the MCU will have Peter. Hmm. So I like I don't know know if they're going to do that or not. Um, It's it's strange. I don't think that Sony necessarily has the rights to Miles like the full on rights like they do to to Peter Parker. So yeah, it's just another, interesting. Right. And then because they're, they're bringing Electro back, they've already brought um, J.K. Simons back as J. Jonah Jameson. Or I guess we should just start calling him Omni-Man now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and there's talk, there, there, there has been talk of, like, you know, Toby and Andrew Garfield showing up um, in the next Spider-Man movie. So, or in the multi, multiverse of madness. I, I, right. I don't know. I, I don't think we know enough yet. I, I think other than the fact that it's just Benedict Cumberbatch is going to show up. Um, is you know is that I I am excited that John Watts is going to direct the third one. Um, but kind of going based on what we're going to talk about here in a little bit, I, I I'm not super excited about any of this news because I don't think any of this shit's ever going to get made. That's. That's why, and again, not only is it just, you know, snippets here and there, because to add to the whole Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, maybe in the movie, mm-hmm. you know, you saw that, you know, Tom Cruise and I, I did, maybe Emily Blunt and, uh, you know, wow, I was about to say her husband. <laughs> John, Mr. Mr. Emily Blunt. <laughs> Mr. Emily Blunt. So, that's right, John Jim Halpert. Yeah, you dropped Emily Blunt now. <laughs> Yo. Anyway. <laughs> There, I mean, again, these are all rumors. Well, because she be was, cool. she was like picked to like they wanted her to be Black Widow, and then he right. was going to be Captain. He could have been Captain America. Um, yeah. You Tom know, Tom Cruise, like in the '90s, talked about right. you know, the whole Iron Man thing. Being Iron Man, so like I think if they do that, it's fun. But it should just be glimpses and cameos, and then you don't. Yeah, waste, and I think that's what it would be. Yeah, then you yeah. don't waste them for Mister and Mrs. Fantastic. So right, but, but like to your point. What, what we're about to talk about like a movie like this like you know again that's a movie that's gonna hit that 150 easily hit that 150 maybe 200 million dollar budget and yeah. with what's going on right i don't know how much we're gonna see those type of movies i don't yeah so. i don't i don't know and, and and we're not gonna see it until like 2025 anyway so um no it's know. like 2024 anyway so <laughs> moving on uh, Dune got uh, pushed back. I, I'm not talking a whole bunch about this. I'm going to talk about this for like a minute and then be done with it. Dune got pushed back to October 1st. Um, here's the thing. Dune is a niche property. I love Dune. It is my favorite book. I am I am 100% in the core audience for this movie that is going to go see it multiple times. Just release it now and then you have the excuse why people didn't go see it. Yeah. And Danny and Vellano... Yeah. Villanueva, is that how you say it? Uh, I, I think it's Villanueva. I, I I was calling him Villanueva yeah. too. Villanueva. Um, like he's a beautiful director, but like, what has he ever made that's like been an actual like box office hit? Um, because let's be honest, 
And it's not his fault that the source material sucked, but Blade Runner 2049 was a snore fest. It looked amazing, but it was a snore fest. And, you know, the original Blade Runner, as you all know, is not on my list of favorite movies. So, and see, that's where we differ. I mean, I, and again, but at the same time, this is just shows I, I like the original. And I think I told you when I saw 2049. I think I told you, I said, if you didn't like the first one, you're not going to like this. Yeah, everybody told me that. And then uh, Kenny from the toy department gave me his free digital download code. Like, no, just watch it. You'll enjoy it. And uh, it took me six tries to make it all the way through it to see it in one sitting because I kept falling asleep. Um, And I would watch it at like two in the afternoon on a Saturday. (sighs) Yeah, I. (laughs) <laughs> and but to your point again i'm not i'm not the dune guy that you are but i mean i i, I really want to see this movie because i i love the director's stuff i've you know i really enjoyed blade runner 2049 yeah. i love arrival uh i actually started watching prisoners and then i thought about it and i was like you know what i'm not right in the frame of mind to watch that right now yeah i'm not doing this so to myself watch that, you know, <laughs> so yeah very cool but very cool yeah, all right it's yeah yeah anyway. <laughs> it is what it is right um, right yeah it's yeah we it's not one of those things you, we want to talk about five or ten minutes because it, it's just a frustrating and we'll, yeah it's stupid and that'll just, expound upon that later like very yeah, soon plain and simple very it's soon stupid. We'll expound upon that all right so uh the other movie news of things that have been delayed the batman was pushed back till april of 2022 and now this movie seems to be in jeopardy altogether because Robert Pattinson is turning out to be a Pedro Pascal. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, well, okay, so I defended him and at the beginning yeah. of this for not working out. And I still stand by that. But like you're back at it. You you like the the fact that they're saying that the stunt doubles like dwarf him and he looks like a broom when he's just Bruce Wayne. It's like, dude, like, you are a really, 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 really good actor, just short of great. And the fact that you you signed on to this movie, you knew what you were getting. Like, why why are you acting this way? Why aren't you yeah. like why aren't you taking this seriously? And if you're not gonna take it seriously, recast if he's not gonna take it seriously, recast him now. Because you've got a whole nother year to do it. They haven't even filmed a whole lot of the movie because it's shut down two or three times at this point. Just recast right. him. And and I was not one of these people who were like, Oh, Robert Pattinson, he's gonna be a horrible Batman. No, I was on I was on no. the I was on the, the Battinson train there. Um but yeah, if he's not if he's not gonna put in the effort, like I don't wanna put in the effort as a fan to give my Thirty dollars to buy it video video on demand when it never sees the fucking theater. Yeah. So to your point, when we talked about this a few months ago, wow, man, it feels like it's been a year since. Well, we I mean, about it's like twenty twenty time, right? Like we talked about yeah. it back in in March, <laughs> but in in twenty twenty time, that was like it's like dog years, one hundred and forty three years ago. So yeah, um, I had to stop and think about it. Like, man, it seems like it's been forever, but. Yeah. Yeah, I was one of those that I had an issue with that. Not necessarily. I wasn't going to like rip on him. I was just saying, come on, dude. We'll just work out. Yeah. Because you're getting paid. Again, it's like I don't understand when athletes come to camp out of shape. Unless, you know, unless you had an injury. I don't get it. You're getting paid to do this. Go to the gym. In this sense, you know, he you can work out at home. You don't have to be like a Hercules Pattinson, but do the bare minimum. And evidently he didn't do it. Now, with that said, 
I wouldn't have thought it would have come to this allegedly again where it's it seems like it's you know endangering the production itself right. and you I know I never would have thought that they're saying he's he's complaining about the suit they're saying he's he's not getting along with the co-stars like enough like don't don't stick with these movies because when people act like that it's never a good film no. And, and and they're already saying that the the sequels that they're they're talking about are, you know, um, are in jeopardy. So real quick though, the Flash was supposed to come out on June, uh, on October first of next year. It is, or I'm sorry, the DC the Flash um, is moving from twenty or June third, twenty twenty, to November fourth, twenty twenty. Shazam Fury of the Gods is moving from November 24th, 2020. Oh, sorry. November 4th, 2022 is moving from November 24th or November 4th, 2022 to June 2nd, 2023. And the Black Adam film is moving from December 22, December 22nd, 2021 to now undated. We're never getting that movie. The rock schedule will not fill up. But here's the thing is for the next, you know, um, Remember in uh, Armageddon how for the next two days the Earth is a shooting gallery from all the little bits of uh, of Dottie that were, were yeah. falling off and hitting the planet? Like, we're going to have three years where it's just a shooting gallery of Marvel and DC movies. And I can tell you right now, I'm already burned out on superhero movies thinking about that. So I, I am on the opposite end of the spectrum. I, I don't think I will ever be burned out on superhero movies as long as they're good. But with that being said... I do like variety mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I like to have my superhero movies. And then in between those, I like to have other things. I, I would love to have had, had a Dune or something along yeah. those lines. Dune but... or a comedy or some yeah. weird little drama. Like I, I want them to go. Oh, well, never mind. I'll give it into it later. But yeah, it, it's just it, it's too much. Like, how about how about we cancel the Flash movie? Because that's just a bad idea. Um, Shazam. That's fine. That's a fun movie. Uh, Black Adam. Do we really need Black Adam? Just roll him into Shazam. Like, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. I, I think I think they're being greedy. I think Wonder Woman was supposed to come out in 2019, and they pushed it back thinking, oh, we're going to get a bigger box office. And now, of course, they had no idea uh, uh, the world was going to shut down for six months. Um or more. So that was something I didn't realize. I didn't realize so, it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, and it got pushed back, and it got pushed back again, and then now you know they're supposedly it, sticking with so, their December twenty fifth release. I doubt it. I one hundred percent doubt it. I mean, there's not going to be th- theaters open to do this. Um, but yeah, and and then Hollywood wants a bailout. Anyway, we'll get yeah. into it. We're this is this is the other topic. So actually, like, so Batman got pushed back. Robert Pattinson's being a Pedro Pascal. Like allegedly, allegedly, um, but yeah. All right, so let's let's just get into the movies. Um, it, it's it's <sighs> okay. So Regal, I got an email from Regal yesterday, or maybe Tuesday, that they're they're closed as of today. Like today is the last day they're operating. Even though I got another email like shortly after saying, "Hey, come to the movies and use your points." Nope. Uh, so they they did not tell their employees that they were doing this. Their employees found out through news reports and social media, not regal social media. So that's got to be fun. Scum. Um, that's a terrible move. You know, Cine, Cine World is is closing. 
Um, AMC apparently is going to try and stay open, but they're owned by China, so they have a lot of money. Um, that's not just based here anyway, and, and movies are open and up over there. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I shared this, this um, opinion piece with you from The Hollywood Reporter written by uh, George uh, Zalahi. Uh, anyway, it's studios must be willing to take a hit to keep cinema chains from falling apart. And, and this guy makes a great, great, he has just a great little op-ed here. And, uh, he argues that safety protocols are not well appreciated by states. We're still surprised by state level restrictions that have continued to be placed upon theater operators while indoor dining and other entertainment options are facing much less severe Re, uh, mm-hmm. restrictions we have been to the movies three times since the pandemic began twice in texas and finally this past weekend in the bay area and have never felt anything less than comfortable about the cleaning procedures and consumer acceptance of the mask and distance requirements um <clears throat> you and i have both been to the movies multiple times yep i and and i i said it i said it both times when we went and when we talked about um new mutants and tenant the movie theaters are cleaner now than they were than they were built. Just like airplanes. They're cleaner now than yeah. b- when they came off the showroom floor. Um, yes. They have things in place. Like ever, All these movie seat- seats are super wide now. So I'm not sitting on top of someone. Um, even if it's a packed house. I'm not shoulder to shoulder with anybody. Uh, and I have broad shoulders. <laughs> so, um, But yeah... It, I would, I would say, I would say, sorry. Um, I would, I would say, I will, I would say, take some of my tax money, and and bail out movie theaters, movie studios. On the other hand, are greedy shit bags, and they don't deserve a dime of public money. Not one cent, because they're not willing to. And again, they're not willing to take that hit. They're trying to get every, and and the problem is this is so short sighted on their part. <sighs> They don't, they don't, or I don't know if they're just so self-involved. They don't understand that they're hurting themselves in the future, or or what? Because a lot, and, and again, I told we were talking about this the other day, where it's like, how many th- how many hundreds of these movie theater uh, theaters will not ever reopen again? Like again, you were talking about AMC, which you know a lot of that's based in China. But but I know AMC's you know was having you know some issues. Yeah, before. I mean they're saying that they before can they go. Started. They're saying that they could go bankrupt and they'll never reopen. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean if that happens, I'll be sad. Like I would like to see some innovation from these theater theater um, operators. I, I think, you know, I I think one thing that they could well one like let me just watch it at home and don't try and rape me for it. Uh, watching Mulan for thirty dollars plus your Disney plus subscription. That's not cool. You don't get to keep it. Now it just came out to buy this week on iTunes, but it's still 30 bucks. I'm still not buying it because it's coming out at the first or second week of December. And I'm still not going to watch it on Disney plus because I've never seen the cartoon. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And and that's a badge of honor at this point. (laughs) Everybody who tries to get (laughs) me to watch it, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Um, I'm just like, I'm not going to watch it. It seems like both like things are right up my alley, like sword fights. I love them, but, uh, but yeah. And so, you know, there's that, but how about instead of having these, these theaters with, with nine screens, 
and 300 seats in a theater, you have like 40 screens with, you know, uh, instead of a, a 150 by 400 foot screen, you have a, I don't know, 10 foot by 18 foot screen with, you know, 40 seats in there that well, or, or less that you can rent out like and like bring your whole family to watch a movie together. And, well, you, and you, know you sit in those seats. Sorry. I told you that they're doing that. Um, well, Regal was at well, least. Well, yeah, but you're, One of them you're were, rent, were yeah, no, that. when we were at, when we were at um, New Mutants, because I joked, we should have just rented the theater out, even though yeah, there was, yeah. we, there were only six people in there, uh, including us. Um, But no, I get that. But they're, they're, they're renting out that whole big amphitheater, right. like have two big amphitheaters and then have smaller screens. Because, you know, I don't really see it on a hundred foot screen. I'd be perfectly happy to see it on a on a twenty foot screen. Yeah, I mean, I've I've actually like the one in Kenwood, like has smaller screens. I mean, they have a bigger screen too. But I remember going to like what about eight or nine years ago, going to see a movie on that screen, and it was what, the one by the mall. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, that's like where we saw Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, that one. And so. um, but they had a they actually have a screen that where it was like twenty, you know, yeah, 20 it's like a screening feet. room theater for for smaller people for smaller smaller people for smaller groups (laughs) yeah no it it, and and you're right and you know it it, it's it it, i just think like they need to innovate because the the, so i think imax so imax right everyone's like oh imax imax you know most of imax movies are less than 15 minutes of actual imax footage right which when IMAX when they first started come out with that I didn't realize that until like reading about it and then thinking like okay that makes sense and and you know you what you can't tell the difference between 35 millimeter film and IMAX yeah just you know <laughs> it's just it's there like the human eye well like we're getting to the point where the human eye can only process so much and, and we're, we're quickly approaching that so when they go to like 8K, it's like you don't need 8K. You can't even see all of that. Your brain can't even process all of that. Um, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, these chains, the like they have nothing to show. When when Hocus Pocus outdrew Tenet, um, you know, that's one thing. And, you know, people were, 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 were touting Tenet like it was going to be this huge hit. Um, even if we were in a pandemic, that movie wasn't making a billion dollars. That movie wasn't even so, going to make eight hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah, I wrote I I wrote the exact same thing on the message on like some message board when people were talking about it. Uh, I can't remember which one what what story it was. I said the exact same thing. I said, pandemic or not, Tenet is not the type of movie that was going to be this mega mega hit like people like certain people think. I, I don't know why they thought. Maybe because it's Christopher Nolan. But Christopher but, Nolan doesn't make a billion dollars yeah, in his yeah, movies. And 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 and, and again, what did um, Inception? I don't even know what Inception made. Which again, I think Inception's a, a better movie than Tenet all around. Uh, I, I mean, I loved Inception. Yeah. I think Inception. I mean, no, oh, well, Memento is his best movie, but then Inception. Yeah, and so, and going back to the whole Hollywood thing, and they don't deserve a dime. They don't because they're not willing to think about the future. They're only thinking about the now, 
And, you know, like you said, I, like that was news to me, what you just told me about Wonder Woman. I didn't realize it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. Or I might might have forgotten. But so Interception did uh, 800, just under 840 million. Right. Dunkirk, mm-hmm. which is, you know, his like the movie everybody like gushes over, um, only did 527 million. Interstellar did 696 million. And I mean, these are these are fine numbers. Uh, the Dark Knight did okay the dark knight did a billion but you know that was the joker batman yeah the dark knight okay the dark knight rises that did a billion dollars oh my god that did a 1.081 billion okay well captain marvel did a billion too so yeah uh the prestige did 109 million um batman begins did 373 million uh let's see insomnia uh wow i'm shocked insomnia did 113 million and then i mean the same memento did like yeah memento did 39 million um so you know i mean like okay so he's got two batman movies that broke a billion but guess what those were batman movies anything else that's his own doesn't even scratch a a billion dollars right so you know tenant tenant was not not going to do that tenant to date with a pandemic, mind you, has done three hundred million, and you know, it, so it wasn't going to do a whole lot more than that. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know it did that much. It was a two hundred million dollar budget movie, so it has lost money at this point because it's got to. You have to about double your money to to make money on these movies. Um, yeah, it's it was too yeah, long. It, it was you know, I mean, I like I enjoyed Tenet. It wasn't awful, but you know, yeah. it was. It was not this like life changing theater experience. Yeah. So, but it, it, yeah, I liked it well enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it, this it, even in the perfect environment, it was not going to be this spectacular yeah. hit that some people were saying. I, I, I have no idea like, why Warner's thought it was going to be a tentpole movie for the summer. Yeah. Like that, it should have so, been a Christmas movie. Yeah. So in that regard, when, you know, we were talking about you know the whole what the MCU is doing. And with these theaters closing down and mm-hmm. there's looks like there's no sign of any big time movie. I mean, yes, Wonder Woman tentatively is still December 25th, but any major movie coming out in the next two months, that's two months of these theaters just, you know, uh, like just um, bleeding money in the sense of, you know, there's, you know, they still have rent to pay or whatever, but. I don't know what's going to happen to movies in the future as far as big budget movies. And, you know, there's still plenty of room for, you know, the, the smaller budget independent movies, stuff like that. Well, I mean, but independent movies don't, yeah, but they, they, those don't all go to the movies. Like, yeah, you know, a 24 movies are, are going to end up on Apple TV plus more than anything right now. Um, yeah. And that's, that's actually my point is, is like, I don't like those are still fine because, nothing's changing about the media medium that they usually go through but when you talk about these tentpole movies what are they going to do when say in six months or so whatever or 2021 that 30 percent uh we only have 30 percent of the screens you know because all the other right. are closed because down. everybody's closed what, down what are they going to do yeah what are they going to do they're, they're going to wait maybe i don't i don't know i mean I don't know. Uh, is Disney going to open a chain of theaters nationwide? 
They don't want to do that. Even open its park in California. Well, that's not Disney's fault. That's Governor yeah, Hairjack. No, that's no, that's absolutely not Disney's so, fault. So you know, I mean, Disney Disney announced another round of firings of of union employees this time, part time union employees. Um, you know, <sighs> like we, I'm not I'm not going to get into the the pandemic and 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 any of that, but the. Movie movies have the quality of movies has gone down so much in the last ten years. Yes, and and it's not. I'm not blaming Marvel or Disney. I I'm blaming the fact that we stopped appreciating the ten million dollar like romantic comedy or the ten million dollar comedy. Um, that you went to the theater to experience as a group. It was is a communal experience, and and that that's. Those movies have moved to Netflix, and now it's a uh, somebody makes a snarky tweet about it, and that's about it. And 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 its moment has passed. And, that's actually a good point about being you know communal experience with movies like that. I mean, like the first Deadpool movie, I think, is a really like interesting example because it was a low budget film. Um, you know, was relatively it speaking, million? no, it was like twenty nine million. Um. And it made it made a I think it made like nine hundred million. Um, I I don't think it cracked a billion. Uh, let's see, twenty two thousand sixteen. Um, I don't want the IMDb. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I'm I'm not sure like what it did. Uh, budget wise, but it it was a it was a small movie. But like seeing that with a group of people was freaking awesome it was it was so much fun to to like sit and laugh with everybody and yeah and enjoy it let's see it was uh, oh i'm sorry you were right it was a 58 million dollar budget but it made 782 million <laughs> that's a nice turnover right but like you know right now the only movies that they do like that like happy death day is a great example but that's a blomhouse movie and we mm-hmm. know what we're getting from from jason blom and his people we're getting these really quick, quickly turned around 10 to $25 million movies that are going to make, you know, four to $500 million. And they're fine. They're, they're fun, but they're horror, you know? Right. And horror like is definitely a genre for, for a lot of people, but it's also a genre. A lot of people just don't want to go see like, and it's fair. And they need to start going back to making those like little movies for uh, for everybody. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? When you were talking about screen size and you know having you know forty people in here, that's a, actually a perfect type of movie right. for things like that. So like the, it's more intimate. Yeah, you don't have to have uh, you know three hundred seat theater where it's only twenty percent capacity. Yep. Right, so let's go back to uh, 2009, another Ryan Reynolds movie. $40 million budget, $317 million box office. The Proposal, with him and Sandra uh, Sandra Bullock. Um, The movie's hilarious. Is it a good movie? No, absolutely not. It's a stupid romantic comedy. But it's hilarious, and and it's got two very charismatic stars in it. And they don't make movies like that for the theater. That's a perfect date movie. Like now they expect you to take your date to the Winter Soldier or uh you know Civil War or Civil whatever. War or some some horror thing. Um whereas like the hunt I think would have been like you know, the hunt is technically horror, I guess. Um 
I, I thought of it as satire. But the hunt would have been like if you have the right kind of like date, like guy or girl you're dating, like whatever your preference is, it doesn't matter. Um, but if you're dating the right person with the right sense of humor, that's a perfect date movie. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I guess like the last one like that, and again, you know, I, I love rom coms, but Crazy Rich Asians was yeah. Was that 2018? Yeah, it was. So. I mean, and that one that one actually did very well at the box office, but so, like, yeah, you can look on. Well, it actually, that, like, oh, wow, it didn't. It well, I mean, it did. It did. It was a thirty million dollar, thirty million budget uh, against two hundred and thirty eight point five. So it didn't do great, but um, we saw it in the theater. Like Angel and I went and saw that uh, in the yeah. theater, and we loved it. Um, we, uh, we did that. We did uh, a Star Is Born, and we did Bohemian Rhapsody like back to back to back, but. You know, that was really weird that we had, uh, I think, like a six-week span where we went to the movies as a couple three times. Yeah. And, again, I I know you said you were tired. Like, you, you just thinking about it. Like, you get superhero fatigue. I'm one of those that I don't. But, like I said also, you need that variety mm-hmm. for, you know, again, I, I love superhero movies. I love you know sci-fi movies but i even i want variety well that's where the fatigue comes from there's gonna be no variety for three years but but then when you count think about what you're talking about you need it even more when you're Mm -hmm. talking about date movies Mm -hmm. and stuff like that or movies where you know you're going with you know a group of friends that hey we already saw winter soldier or whatever you want to see something different so yeah i i 100 percent agree that let's all go see this one movie together yeah. We'll all buy popcorn. We'll all buy drinks. We'll take out a, the loan from the theater to be able to afford <laughs> that stuff. And, you know, and, and like, you know, that's how theaters are making money. It's not. It's just, I don't know. I mean, Star Wars did a billion dollars, but how many people were happy with the Star Wars movies? How many people go see movies now and they, they leave upset or or, you know, that's not my whatever version of a character I was thinking about. Um, you know, you shared a really good story with me uh, about Patty Jenkins uh, when she said uh, we could lose the mo- movie theater going forever, right? And I don't think it's hyperbole. Right. Um, no, I don't think so. Not at all. But uh, she told Reuters, she says, if we shut this down, this will not be a reversible process. We could lose movie theater going forever. Uh, while theater attendance... Uh, oh wait, this isn't from her. Uh, this so this is another quote. Uh, Why theater attendance has rebounded in some countries following the global shutdown in March? The U.S. market is struggling. Oh no, this is from Tara. Sorry, the U.S. market is struggling, and if more cinemas get closed after Regal owner Cineworld decided to shut down venues amid lack of Hollywood films, the director suggested it could be the kind of thing that happened to the music industry, where it could crumble the entire industry by making it something that can't be profitable. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, the theaters are dirty. Like, okay, hold on. Pre, so let, let's rewind our lives back to February of 2020 before, you know, uh, people were really concerned about about this stuff. Uh, theaters were dirty. Screens had tears in them or folds or like hot spots from you know the the projectors and things like that. Uh it's not an especially crisp picture. Uh, 3D 
uh, is the bane of my existence. You know, a lot of people say they'd kill Hitler if they could go back in time, right? Uh, I'd kill the dude who invented Yelp, and then I would kill the dude who invented 3D pick movies uh, in that order. <laughs> uh, because both of those things are horrible. I, I'm, it may be the guys from Twitter. Like, let's be honest. They they were, they're, they're, they're Hitler-esque or themselves. Or do an Inception. Let's, let's do an Inception on them and have them do another idea. Mm, you know, even their other ideas are like, not like super good for people. This yeah, so I mean honestly, the only good thing Jack Dorsey ever came up with was Square, and it was making making it easier for small businesses to use credit cards and not have to pay a massive fee. But you know, there's still evil involved there too with the uh, the way that they have the information on your businesses now. So uh, and the way they sell your data. Anyway, not to get conspiratorial or anything. But no, I I mean Patty Jenkins makes an excellent point and you know, I think she is someone who has rebounded in her career. Um with one, with the first Wonder Woman and, and hopefully with the second Wonder Woman too because she made Monster, it won all sorts of awards. She parted ways with Marvel during Thor the Dark World and then she didn't do anything really again until Wonder Woman. That's crazy. Which is ridiculous because she's super talented. And, and she makes an excellent point here. And, you know, if if Hollywood were serious about saving the movie industry, they would put Wonder Woman out on November 1st. Yeah. Because people will go see it. And it will be the only movie in the theater. And so they can have all nine multiplex screens showing Wonder Woman you know, every two hours, you know, all day long for, for three weeks and people will go see it. And if you get, they'll have ample opportunity to see it and you don't worry about what the per screen, you know, box office number is. You worry about the total cumulative. How many tickets did you sell? And and like, maybe you start measuring things like that. How many people actually went to see it? You know? And then, the the money is the byproduct, right? How many tickets were sold? And then, you know, based on that ticket sell, this was what we made. Yeah. It, but you, that sounds too much like sense. And I've, I've completely, I've honestly, over the past few years, has lost all faith that ho- faith that Hollywood has any sense for well, the most part. Yeah, I mean the the studios are asking for government bailouts. It's like shut up, yeah. go away. So anyway, all right, let's uh let's switch gears again. <laughs> I've had enough. I don't. know. Are you done? Do you want to keep talking about this? Yeah, yeah. No, let's so. let's, let's talk about some good stuff. Some yeah. positive stuff. Well, I guess we could call it. Well, positive. I mean, it, it, it was positive because it was a fantastic penultimate episode. Um, which penultimate? One of my favorite words. Um, I love I using that word. And yeah. you know, it really didn't catch on with me until Ain't It Cool News back in like the early nineties, because they were always like, "This is the penultimate episode." And I'm like, "That is such a good word. I need to I need to incorporate penultimate in my life more often." Uh, all right, so we had season two, episode seven. Butcher Baker uh candlestick maker. <laughs> now was that a uh a storyline in the books? Yeah, it, like, uh, I, the I haven't gotten that, that far. Um okay. uh, but like so uh 
spoiler alert because <laughs> there's no yeah, way we spoilers. can talk about with like um so the heads popping off like they did i don't know if that happened in the comic i haven't gotten that far and i didn't want to look it up and spoil it um yeah because i so don't you even know what know. that reminded me of it reminded me of the end of the king's yeah uh yeah so i you know homelander our guy did not have a whole lot to do in this episode outside of uh kidnap his kid yeah and it's funny in that scene i really like that scene between uh you know him and becca where again as he and stormfront are manipulating their they're yeah, manipulating their Ryan. Yeah. yeah. That where he, he goes outside and, and well, Becca pulls him outside and is like, look, we can't be doing this. But he has a very good point yeah. in the sense of he's like, yeah, even though he's a bad guy, you know, the antagonist, he says, look, the way you're raising him is it's very similar to the way I was raised. Right. And he didn't say it, but it was, you know, underlying. You know, well, he didn't have to say it because, I mean, he yeah. said enough. I mean, when he said right. this is how I was raised and. She was like, but I like, you know, but I'm his mom. And it's like, you're still doing that. She's doing the same thing to him that Dr. Wheelchair did to Homelander. <laughs> Dr. Wheelchair. So. Yeah. And and he's like, when he finds out, he will hate you for it. And he did. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised uh, he didn't burn her down right there. I was expecting his eyes to light up, too, yeah. honestly. But uh, I, I, I thought. So, the opening of this episode was kind of controversial. Um, there were a lot of uh, news coverage. There was a little bit of news coverage about this, um, talking about the radical radi- radicalization of white men. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's let's not let's not just call this a radi- radicalization of white men. Let's call this what it really is: the radicalization of betas. Yes, of people who, let's be honest, can't think for themselves. So, I mean, this guy at the beginning uh, goes to convenience store, the, uh, you know, minority guy working behind the counter, car drives by and, and reflects through his uh, in his eyes in the window, and the guy thinks he has powers. And he's listening to Stormfront on a loop talk about supervillains, and he shoots him in the face. Yeah, so you know, like wanna, uh, you know this. So I mean, this. Quick, oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. So real quick, some like two, you know, a couple of my buddies. We are on a text chain, like because all of us don't, like only three of us watch it, and you know they, like one of them was talking about how powerful it was. I was like, to be honest, I thought they were. Re- that was that was an example to me of trying too hard to mm-hmm. convey an idea. Yeah, I mean. And that, like, when I first watched it, that was what I thought. I was like, "You are really trying too hard in this in this instance." And yeah. so it it came across for me as um, as what's what's the word I'm looking for? As it, it wasn't it was like forced. everything else that happens in the boys. Yes, very forced. Yeah, and everything else that happens in the boys. Yes, you know, it's kind of like they take these bits and pieces of society and they they churn it up and mm-hmm. again that's how a lot of fiction is but right. the boy magnify yeah right but this was an instance where it was just 
it just did not fit for me versus everything else that they've done over what the past what 17 episodes or 15 episodes or whatever yeah so yeah i i i was not a fan of that that intro uh because it just it wasn't genuine and it just felt very out of place and it may and again maybe you know that was part of it just to make you you i know part of it was to make people feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but it just it, it just left me disappointed and it, it, just, it was just lacking for me. Well, in the, the minute you saw him enter the, the convenience store for the first time, you knew exactly you knew where it was, it was going. Like it, exactly it was, was boring. It was boring and tired. Yeah. So. So even with that, though, it still did not take away from how good of an episode this was. No, it, it just it started off on a on a slow, weird foot, um, you know, and, and again, it, it's. I don't know, uh, but no, you're right. It, it, this was this was a great episode. It it did it it, it really moved a lot of things along. Um, we had Starfire take on uh, Black Noir twice. Yeah, or Starlight. Or sorry, Star. I always call her Starfire. <laughs> Starlight. Uh, <laughs> so, sorry, Annie. Um, uh you know, we really are getting a sense of how powerful she really is. Yeah. Because, I mean, yes, she, she got her butt kicked. Yeah. But she got thrown through columns and was still trying to fight. So. Well, the first time he, he totally, like, sucker punched her from behind. And then he had to hit her with one of those things that separates the, you know, that sets, separates the ropes for the line at the coffee shop. Um, And then when they were fighting in Vought Tower, like... You know, he had to put her through that table and he had to put her through that table like three or four times before the you know, table you, even collapsed. You know, you know what? No, what, you know, what I want to say now. Right. It was the Spanish announce table. And how dare they? Or uh, well, that. Oh, that's actually a good one. I was going to be like, get the table. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she, you I mean, are put, get the table. <laughs> <laughs> like he put her through a wall. He put yeah. her through two columns. And, right. Yeah, she is. A, I mean, she did take a fifty cal, two fifty cal shots to the chest. Right. The season, but I mean, like so, you know, I mean, what superhero still, in, is, in the boys is not bulletproof? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but no, I was I was super excited about how uh, how powerful she was, um, you know, and and then the way the way the the episode ended, but yeah, I I thought that was great, um, because. I really believe she was in peril, like because it's a you know so far her story is a little different from where I am in the comics, and you know it, it it's one of those things where uh, when she was in the what dampening cell, mm-hmm. that was pretty freaking cool because she's a character who everything that she's been through is is a a ball of hope. Yeah, and you know who she reminds me uh, like her arc reminds me a bit of again I'm going to my favorite uh, MCU superhero who you know is this Captain America in the sense that you look at the first Captain America movie and he's you know he just wants to fight for his country mm-hmm. second in Winter Soldier that gets turned on its head when he actually sees the truth about shield this organization he's been you know fighting with for what the last year or two or what what have you and he realized and again he started asking questions in the first avengers right 
but it's not until Winter Soldier where he sees like the truth of the matter and Annie is really getting that I don't think he like she she's getting it like times five because oh yeah you know it's you know to find out that like if Captain America found out that Iron Man was a mass murderer or something like that right like find out about Homelander that that would be a little you know that so I, I that's just a parallel and you know I love her character I love Aaron Moriarty yeah. and how she plays the character and yeah what you're saying is like if the Hulk made uh <laughs> Captain America do what Annie had to do to the deep oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah anyway there's your fanfic boys and girls <laughs> but one of the things we didn't talk about last I don't think we talked about last week oh Hey, Coop. Coop wants to talk. Oh. Yeah, dude, go back. Taking a nap. So, like, one of the things we were talking was the whole relationship between Frenchie and Kamiko and how it was kind mm-hmm. of, like, on that shaky ground until, right. you know, they almost met their doom and kind of you saw them holding hands while they were waiting for Cindy to, you know, pop them. Right. But you see that a little bit more in this episode where they're on the rooftop and she's finally showing him you know her sign language that she and her brother yep. created which yeah it's funny enough she uses she starts off with the with gun. gun of course it's gun you know it's, <laughs> uh, uh, of course like it's it's gun <laughs> that's the first thing you show no I, I i really like the way that their uh relationship is is progressing and and the the general or genuine affection that that they share for each other yeah i mean and i also and, and again, we got a lot of Frenchie's backstory mm-hmm. last week's episode, which was, I mean, I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, Tomer Capen, Capen uh, as Frenchie, is is fantastic in that role. I, I think this is such a well cast show. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think we we talk enough about uh, what Kripke has put together here with the the team in front of and behind the camera. This is this oh, is absolutely. one of I think this is probably one of the best just ensemble casts that we'll ever see in in this genre of of storytelling. Oh, absolutely. So. And and again, I yeah, we we talk about some of the characters, but yeah, overall it's just such a fantastic and I love the energy that they have mm-hmm. with one another. Yeah. Um like I'm digging like saw- I'm digging the stuff between Starlight and and Maeve. Um that's going on and what about Maeve getting caught in bed with a dude <laughs> yeah and, and Ashley freaks out <laughs> yeah and and it, that was that you know that was you know at first it was funny and then it just became sad when you saw her face well she did it on purpose right yeah. oh, absolutely. like she and did. then she's sitting there just like vaping like not giving a shit about anything um and then you know the way Maeve saved Annie from you know, when, when black noir did get her into an actual spot of peril and what did she save Annie with? Almond joy and almond joy. Now (laughs) we know why he made her. Now we know why he held up the trash can and made her throw it away. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was just a masterful bit of foreshadowing that we had no idea was foreshadowing. Yeah, it was one of those things you thought, oh, that's just playing played off as a joke. Well, I thought he was like, it's like, oh, he just doesn't want her eating in front of him or like he wants her to pay attention. But no, he's allergic to tree nuts. Yeah. So 
<laughs> um, I loved how she kicked the EpiPen away and he just kind of sulked away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, what kind of needle? Yeah, and I know hold I on, hold on, hold on. Wait, real quick. What kind of needle is in that EpiPen that it can pierce his skin? Maybe that's why it looked like that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, like, sorry. That was just that's a weird little minutia that I get caught up in. Okay, Rocket. Uh, <laughs> the minutia. So, like, I know I'd read some people thinking that he was dead, but I'm like, no, no. they would not kill a character like that. No, they 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 have more respect for their characters than Brett Ratner does. Why did you mention his name, dude? Why did you say that name? Rest in poop, Brett Ratner. Rest in poop. Oh, jeez. And speaking of, like, screen. how about butchers? Oh yeah, with his dad, John Noble. Yes, like how great. Like, John you Noble know? plays a a bad dad in a lot of stuff, doesn't He's he? A, like, like Lord I'm, of I'm, the Rings. I'm thinking he might this. be like a great dad in real life, because <laughs> yeah. that's the only way he can be that bad of a dad. Because if he were like, that bad of a dad in real life, he wouldn't recognize how to be that bad of a dad. <laughs> yeah. So did you see? I, I mean, I, I, did you watch Fringe? I mean, he wasn't the greatest father um, in that either. So. Uh, I did not make it through the first season of Fringe because it was too much like the X Files, and I didn't like the X Files. So, okay. um, and everyone keeps telling me. I think uh, I think you've actually told me this before. It's just to watch the last episode of season one and then carry on with the rest of the series. Um, alas, I've not done that. <laughs> yeah, it's on Vudu, I think, for like, or it was on IMDb Free or something like that. Yeah. That's where I was watching it a few months ago. Did or, it have commercials? Like, yeah, I did have commercials. No, which no, thank that's, you. Uh, <laughs> no bueno. Com- commercials are no bueno. Um, I, I just saw you turn your nose up at that idea. I, I 100% did. <laughs> I was like, I wrinkled my nose. I was feeling gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that was interesting. Then we had Lamplighter. <laughs> oh, man. There's like, there's a lot to unpack with Lamplighter in this episode, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, he's vile. You watch Deep Does It in a Blowhole? <laughs> <laughs> like that guy he's vile he was vile yeah and he's just sitting there like smoking and eating and watching porn and huey like huey told him you can't watch porn when it's light out <laughs> <laughs> uh so that was another nice turn and again i i did read an article where kripke said he was a little bit not disappointed but kind of one of the things is that he had the character art written before they you know hired ashmore oh and they kind of wish they could have kept him yeah but you know the arc was the arc so ashmore when again he relates it to porn when he was like i'm nothing but the cuck mm-hmm. and it's funny but at the same time you see a tear coming down his like, oh so yeah that's, that's another example of how they like this show puts so much many different levels of emotion in one scene of a, yeah. or one act of a character because when they you know when they go to vaught you know he again he you see him before he uh human torches he, he does the same thing where he's like i just wanted my dad to be proud of me well and he was upset he wanted well that and he wanted to do it in front of the yeah. statue you know of his statue and you know that was interesting as well um yeah no i mean lamplighter only had a really short run but it was it was a good run and it was different from the comics too, but I mean, it was a good run. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, Huey man, like 
he he went to he went to rescue Starfire Starlight. I keep almost said Starfire again. Uh, he went to rescue Starlight and ended up rescuing her mom. <laughs> yeah, and how about the nice little joke they put in there where, you know, where they're talking about Starlight at the you know the rally, mm-hmm. and then he cuts to Huey. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. And you're like, oh, yeah. he sees it on the TV. Yep, that's not what he was watching on the TV. No. <laughs> no. So, yeah, so I I love how this this show does some of these cuts like that where it's mm-hmm. for the most part that you know they they put these expectations out there or an expectation out there and then once it you know it plays out it it kind of subverts that expectation. Sometimes it's funny like you know in this scene, another time it's a little bit more. Yeah. Um and going back to Butcher and you know talking about his dad and what a piece of garbage his dad was he was he was proud that he you know made them tough by beating their asses right like, like he thought he did a good job i mean there's like, a whole than i ever was there's a whole generation of dads that were like that it's like wow and and he was like and when he talked when he talked about his brother he's like he was never tough enough and that's why he put a you know bullet in his head in his mm-hmm. mouth yep and but going back and butcher has that you know that rage you know he's always had that rage i'm I'm, I'm assuming and when he goes to see you know dr wheelchair yeah that comes out dr 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 vogelbaum um when when he pulls up and he's like tell him it's william butcher and he's just got that like cigarette in his mouth and like the smokes all around him it's like uh and then he pulls through and you know, Mallory went around the circle and he just drove straight through the grass. Yeah. <laughs> up to the door. Like that's like I just laughed out loud at that one. That like tickled me. Um, but you're right, like the way he threatened him and, and Vogelbaum's like, There's nothing you can do to me and he's like, Oh sweetheart, I'm not gonna do anything to you. <laughs> you got that pretty daughter in there. Yeah, and it's funny that I you know, again, you know, I'll read some of the comments and you know, some videos that I watch on this and somebody was like that he wouldn't have done that and it's like are you have you watched this butcher? Wait, did you see yeah. what he did to Mesmer in in season one? Right. Like he would absolutely follow through with that. Yeah. He again, and we've talked about this a few weeks ago, where I was like, I love Butcher as a character, but he is not a good person. No, he is a terrible person. No, he is a bad man. He is a bad bad yeah. man. So yeah, he's a bad foul mouthed man. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know, man. I mean, this is this the season's been so good. Um, you had Butcher, you had uh, you know, we we had uh, Congresswoman Victoria Newman back. Um, you know that their little her little exchange with Butcher about the c word, um, <laughs> was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I I think you know I think the whole thing with uh so. It opens with that that guy shooting the, um, the store clerk, the, the, right? And then you know it, it jumps to um, some other things, but then we get the the Homelander and Stormfront, you know, superhero supremacist rally, um, and you know Homelander's back in the good graces of everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was strange to see like them cheering him when, when just an episode ago, he was you know, uh, fantasizing about mowing everybody down. And 
so was that last episode of the well either way yeah. it it's one of those things that and again it tends to happen the other way a little bit quicker in the sense of you being on top and mm -hmm. then you know people hating you and yeah i mean that's you do one thing or, or allegedly do one thing depending on and people turn on you quickly it, right it does seem like it's a little bit too quick how that turnaround happened i know you know the whole you know do it with the memes mm -hmm. and i understand that that storyline yeah and and also you know people love stormfront and he's attached himself to stormfront so that could help a little bit but yeah. I, that does yeah it does seem kind of a little bit fast considering how pissed people were at him yeah so i like i said it was just like the the, the whole you're the real heroes thing like that seemed like really out of place and so I, i'm kind of curious as to like who was actually in that crowd you know, is this right. is this a a Stormfront crowd, um, you know, with her proclivities to having been raised as a Nazi? Um, <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then the other thing, the other really like heartbreaking Maeve scene was with her and Elena's breakup um, over the, you know, the plane. And, and when she threw that table, it was like, wow, it's the first like emotion we've seen. Uh, Dominique actually put into Maeve in two seasons. Yeah, because she, yeah, so. she's she's always trying to, and again, to, like when you were talking about her in the bedroom, you know, you know, smoking up yeah. on the um on vaping, I should say, where she's just has that I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah, and I think it's because she, like the pain that she's feeling, she can't deal with it, right. and so that's like if you if there's something you can't deal with, you know, from an emotional standpoint you go to that level of you know what screw it and you just bury it down and that's what she did and that table flip was was man that was i mean that was i mean like you said dominique being able to express herself yeah. more than that kind of like to let let it boil over yeah for you know, lack of a better term and then great. and then when she's like you've been wanting to see the real me here it is you know it was it right. was it was a tough one man it was it was really, really good. It, uh, like, man, I, like I said, I just love, I love everyone in this cast. I, I think they're all, they're all great. Um, you know, even the deep, the stuff with the deep in the, the church of the, uh, collective. The, yeah, the church of the collective. Um, like, what do you think about Eagle Eye? He's like, oh, yeah, he's one of my best friends. He's like a that. brother to me. <laughs> he's a cancer. No one in the church should have any contact. Yeah, right. yeah. I knew oh he yeah, yeah. He was bad. You know, like the deepest. So like the superhero Scientology uh, thing going on here is is kind of funny, but sad at the same time. And they're they're making me like a train. I was about to say the same thing. I I don't I don't want to like his... A Train. I I think you know Jesse Jesse Usher has done really good job making A Train unlikable, and <laughs> I wanted to keep and that. I think this is kind of like his road. I, I've I've been thinking about that, especially this episode where it's like you're seeing him being less and for you know circumstance. It's not from his own you know actions but circumstances him mm -hmm. being a little bit less self-involved yeah because of circumstances i like that <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely uh and to see maybe open his eyes a little bit so yeah i definitely think this is a kind of that road to redemption possibly yeah for him and did you we'll watch see. the trailer for next week 
or for I guess tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I mean, it looks like he's got a bit of a redemption coming. Which again, that was in the first tra- the season two trailer yeah. where, um, and we didn't know the kind of context of it. So right. now it looks like we kind of got the context a little bit of why. Yep. But you know, I mean, like I said, like. I, I kind of liked what he was doing and, and how he was – the looks he was giving deep, like, dude, you just said this guy was your brother. Why are you wh- – wh- why don't you have his back? Um, yeah. I did I did like um, – I did like that he gave him a goldfish, and uh, the goldfish knew Kevin's name. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a funny little, little moment there. Um, yeah, I, I just – I don't know, man. Like, I'm excited to see what what happens because we had then we had the trial at the the you know close of the episode. Um, so do you think that was Cindy? I don't think so. So there I, was some video which I did not watch, but it was like this is the person, and it had like a grainy shot of some dude with a beard over Homelander's shoulder that was popping everybody's heads. But I feel like it was Cindy. And this is the reason why I don't. I don't know if Cindy has that type of control based on, again, based on the small, well, uh, I'll bet small instances of what we saw. She, I think something like that, that's like, I think, and again, it could be her, but I don't think it is. And this is a reason why it's like someone who is good at laying down cover fire with an M240 machine gun versus a sniper from 300 yards away. Like when Reinhardt got killed, that was a sniper shot, for lack of a better well, term. Well, we don't know that though. I mean, it could have been Cindy in in a car, like just not yeah. far away. Oh no, so, no, you're you're absolutely right. I just don't think like, Cindy has that type of control. I see. I, what I saw, but we don't like. So I'm going to argue that we don't know enough about like what they were doing at Sage Creek or River. What was it mm-hmm. called? Did I get it right? Sage Creek. Um, yes. We did not know enough about what they were doing and like to the extent these these people had their powers and the control of them because yeah. like she's the only one we've seen to like, you know, explode people. <laughs> yeah, and and but and when she exploded the guy, she exploded all of him. Right, but um, that was like like, you know, I mean that was a different situation. That was a, you know, that was a jailbreak. This yeah, is I, I just I don't know. Like, I, it, it's yeah. it's and, really and, and interesting. Again, it's one of those things. It, it can go either way because, again, this is not a hill I'm going to die on in the sense of like, oh, it's definitely not her. Because what you said, and this is the other thing about having someone that can explode heads mm-hmm. or explode anything. Yeah. Like having two of them is kind of, I don't know. It's. I mean, because it's very it's, it's similar powers, even if it's not exactly right. the same. It's very similar. Well, the only similar powers we've really seen so far is the speedsters. Right. With supersonic Which, and A-Train. Well, we, we, R- we only have A-Train. R.I.P. R- R- supersonic. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even get to sit at that table, dude. <laughs> um, But I mean, you know what I'm saying, though? The, the, it's the only time we've really seen... Yeah, so- that would actually be an argument for it being Cindy for me is that we haven't seen that duplication of powers and to have it like almost like back to back like that would just seem kind of weird. Right. So, 
so yeah that's so that's where i like i don't think it's her but i could i could definitely turn on this one of those words i could easily make the argument that it is her i mean because she got in that car and exploded that dude's head did she i mean yeah when she like you know she she i mean maybe I know not she got in the car maybe she blew the whole blew him up all the way but like yeah she there was the pop and there was the blood in the window and because i went back and watched it <laughs> Huh, interesting. Anyway, so like, because like, I was trying to think of like who could have done that, and then it's like, wait, what about Cindy? Like, Cindy's a badass. I, I was thinking maybe Cindy was gonna be someone who was gonna help the boys, but maybe I Cindy. Think she's too much of. I think Cindy's crazy. Yeah. Honestly. Well, yeah, she's just like you know, she well, just wants to watch the world burn. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's that type of Because I was about to say, well, Butcher's kind of crazy too, like in a different way. Butcher's diabolical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. the other funny part about the head heads exploding was when Deep and uh, Atrian were watching it, and Deep started feeling his head. Did you notice that? Yeah. Yes, that was. <laughs> I literally laughed. Like I like you know both times I watched the episode, I laughed really hard at that. Yeah, I that that always gets good though. Lat chuckle for me. So Chase, uh, Chase Crawford, man, just killing it with like the comedy, like the the un- unintentional comedy there. But yeah, so but then again, that's I I'm really curious to see how they wrap things up for yep. this season. And um, I was going to mention something about Soldier Boy, but we can talk about that like you know next week. Oh, whatever, the uh, but... the statue, and also the. Uh, the, the guy in the beginning, I saw that he had a uh, poster of Silver mm-hmm. Boy. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, and yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even realize it until I watched it again today or, you know, watched parts of it again today. Hmm. Interesting. So Very, very But, yeah, my boy Jensen Ackles is going to be on the show. Yeah. So that would be cool. I'm excited for Jensen to show up. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. I'm. He's the, he's right the superior Winchester. <laughs> he, oh, absolutely! And again, I like Jared kind of much. Anyway, uh, but yeah, all right, man. So yeah, we've got the we've got the finale. We'll we'll be back to talk about that with with plenty of spoilers next week. Um, if something like super crazy happens, we won't spoil that. But like, we really couldn't talk about this episode without like spoiling the shit out of it. Yeah, it's this is gonna i mean this season has been such a fun ride yeah and and i know we've talked about it before in the sense of this being a perfect continuation from season one yeah and and the quality is has it's just it's just been different it's just every bit is good uh i'm not going to say it's been superior but it's been every bit is good but it connects so well and it's just opens up the lore a little bit more yeah and there was no there was no uh there was no drop off like you said but like i think what the the main difference is is it's it's a much larger world of superheroes now or soups let's not even call them heroes let's let's stop calling them heroes um of soups and and we were getting a glimpse of them trying to enter that world um last season trying to getting them to join the military and stuff but um but yeah so i i don't i don't i don't know i'm i'm just i'm really interested to see where they go with this yeah so all right 
hopefully we'll get another uh hey it's 10 o'clock and the the episode is out dude it was on at like 9 30 last week <laughs> <laughs> i would have texted you but the phone was in the other room and i was icing my knee and i was lazy <laughs> So, but yeah, I'm gonna. But I'm gonna. Have you to watch. you need to get an iPhone so I can text you from my tablet too. <laughs> <laughs> Ditch the Android, Daryl. Anyway, all right. Uh, yeah. So on that, thank you, uh, Julian, for being a patron and uh, and supporting the show. If you guys want to join and become one of the uh, the Julian Brown infamous podcast patrons uh check us out at patreon.com slash infamous podcast you actually get episodes on thursday night uh when we record them almost uh within like a half hour or so of us of us being finished recording because uh daryl is so good at this i don't actually have to edit anymore i'm spectacular <laughs> you are you real I, and I spectacular? I'm real. I was going to say I'm real and I'm spectacular for those Seinfeld fans. Th- thank thank you Jackie Childs. <laughs> uh but no, um yeah man, like hey, hit us up. Let us know what you guys think about the movie theater stuff because like I'm super passionate about it because going to the movies is one of my favorite things. Um yeah. it's like a cornerstone of Daryl and I's friendship but going to the movies. Yeah. Uh and and I'll be honestly, I'll be really sad if movie theaters go away. But at the same time, it's like I want to see some innovation. And and maybe maybe it's we put our money where our mouth is, Daryl, and we open the the infamous infamous movie chain, infamous theaters, and and we we do what I was talking about with like smaller screens and one or two big screens, and then a bunch of little screens that you rent out with your friends. That would be that. That's uh, that's one of those things that would be pretty awesome in the sense of being able to rent out a movie theater like that I mean, or a mo- just yeah. a movie screen i should say yeah i mean there's a ton of like space like you know it's there's a ton of empty buildings like and i'm not even talking about like because of the pandemic and and the beer bug i'm talking about um oh by the way eric july called it the Medello bud bug <laughs> Yeah, that made the me Medello, really. Yeah, I. Bug, yeah, poop. I missed. I missed the Medello that made me laugh the other day. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, there's a ton of empty buildings. Like, it, probably right now would be a great time to like start a venture like this. Um, you know, and and start small, showing you know, like, I mean, just think of the movie marathons you could do, or like the film festivals that you could do, where you could walk through and be like, okay, like, you're a group of you know reviewers so you're in this screen these are fans these are actors so you don't have to you know whatever and like you just kind of like play musical chairs where you go from theater to theater to theater all day um for a film festival that would be awesome that would be all right i gotta i'm 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 taking the miami mini nba right now so i i gotta i gotta fill out my my uh my quadrants here for my my idea (laughs) Anyway, Infamous Theaters TM. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. Um, cool. Anything else you want to add? No. I, well, I did say that. So, again, I know you stopped watching, but for those who are Supernatural fans, uh, man, this is this week is the start, the beginning of the end. Or the end of the end, honestly. Is this the last? Episodes. Oh, only seven. Seven to go, huh? Yeah, seven. Yep. And then it'll be over and done after 15 years. That's so crazy. I'll have like uh, you know when it when it's over, I'll I'll have I'll have some 
some thoughts on that. So but. 10 years after it ended, it's actually ending. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Something like that. Like it went on and for again, a whole nother decade after it ended. Yeah. And again, this is, you know, we we're talking about how good Kripke has done what he's done with the boys. He's the reason Supernatural's out there. And the first five seasons were, were talk about interconnected, how oh, yeah. everything so much connected with one another with, with things like seasons and plot lines and well, that's what he's doing with the boys what do i compare every pilot to supernatural the supernatural pilot it is my favorite yeah. pilot of all time dad's on a hunting trip yeah and he hasn't been back for two or three days nope poor poor uh adrian pilecki man like she got got yeah that wasn't okay yeah yeah, at least she found herself on Mockingbird. It's Mocking. Was it Mockingbird? Yeah, on Mockingbird Shield? for like a minute. Yeah, but I mean, she went on to be Tyra Collette after that. On yeah, you know, that's true too. So, so <laughs> like, you know, she she's she's she was pretty iconic. Uh, yes, you know, after that, so uh, she was Wonder Woman for a spell. <laughs> yeah, that's forty five minutes. Spell. That is forty five minutes of my life. I will never get back. <laughs> anyway on that note uh thank you guys gals for listening have a great day night evening weekend wherever you are listening and uh we'll see you next week be diabolical <laughs> diabolical <laughs> later The Infamous Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Infamous Podcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is. And we'll see you next time. Later.